Welcome to Breakout, your number one NFL fantasy podcast from Down Under. Stats, analysis, and all you need to dominate your NFL fantasy season. Alrighty, welcome to Breakout, your go-to resource for NFL fantasy in Australia. It's Thursday in Oz, and it is time for our matchup show. We're going to help you pick the best possible team to uh, hopefully ride you into your playoffs. Uh, before we get to that, always joined by my trusted co-host, Mark Ringretzky. Mark, it is a quintessential American football week this week, is it not? One of the best weeks of the year, Thanksgiving. We've both uh, experienced one, and it's it's just the best holiday, isn't it? It is. It is. It's fantastic. And uh, in the States, Thanksgiving means football. Three games, your mates come Ooh. over, big fat turkey. What more can you ask for? Uh, Mark, I finally, it was the three games, but it's only two games this year with COVID with the Steelers and Ravens getting uh, a little bit postponed. Haven't had a postponement in a while, but still looking forward to the Cowboys and the Washington football team and the Lions playing the Texans. I mean, the Dallas game's going to be huge for who can win out in that division. If Dallas wins two in a row, who knows? But uh, disappointing that COVID ruins something once again, but still won't take away from the day. Indeed. And we've had a good week, uh, a good week in the past football. Mark, it's really heating up, getting to the end of the season. Business time for fantasy. Business time for fantasy. And how about some of those individual plays? I thought for me, the touchdowns, like Mike Evans just kept moving those legs. AJ Brown, the same thing. Derek Henry, what a beast. There was just some beautiful touchdowns. Oh, my boy, CD Lamb. Oh, yeah, the one reaching out for one. Loving it. Yeah. Well, Mark, look, why don't we get into uh, helping the people, helping the good people out there pick their fantasy team lineups for this week. Uh, how are we doing this? Mate, perhaps the most important time of the year now with every, all the buys finishing up, but what we're going to look at is the four best streaming options from each position. We're not going to look at the obvious ones. We're going to look at the RBW2 range and then look at some streaming options for QB, tight end and defenses. So uh, we've got a bit of a scoring system, Joel. What is it? Uh, so each week we pick our, uh, each Mark and I pick a player of the week. They go head to head and uh, essentially uh, the winner gets a point. Um, and for the, for the running backs, the receivers and for the tight ends, that player needs to score at least 10 points. Um, for the quarterbacks, they have to score at least 20 and for the defense, at least eight. Uh, got a fairly healthy lead building, Mark, on you. But uh, we're heading into those playoff games soon and we're going to do double or nothing, are we not? Yep, that's where I'm planning to come back, mate. I'm just building it up. I've been giving a bit of uh, wild samples out there and then I'm going to be rear at home. Call you Mr. December. Fingers crossed. All right, well, let's kick it off with the running backs. Last week, uh, we had a couple of uh, pretty much like all in like the, the 10 to 12 bracket, essentially, with uh, Kalen Balaj was my pick at 10.6. You had uh, Michael Perrin at 9.3, Ahmed had 9.9, and Damien Harris at 11.9. So all decent picks in that last round of buy if you were looking for a, for a flex or something at running back. And especially a lot of value for everyone. Like Everyone there was people you could pick up off the waivers and uh, people there that were kind of, you didn't know if you'd start Harris or not. So if you played them, hopefully they got you the win. Indeed. So I think this week, Matt, we're taking a little bit of a different focus. Like There are still some waiver guys on here, but we're past the buyers. I think people are looking less about their waivers and a little more around, you know, who are those guys who are sitting on the bench? Who can you start? Especially in 10-team leagues, now's the hard time. Indeed. So why don't we kick it off with the running backs? Why don't you get us started for the week? 
Made a guy who I'm going to start off with, with Giovanni Bernard. So no Barrow, no Mixon. He's the main man there now. He's actually been a 19th best fantasy RB since taking over the mantle, averaging 13.4 points a game. So not bad, but he's got the Giants this week. Giants give up the 8th most fantasy points to running backs. And they've also given up double-digit points to the likes of Boston Scott, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders. Only the Bucks didn't get double-digit points. So uh, I don't even know who the quarterback is at um, Cincy. So it's going to go through Bernard. And I reckon he's a good shot to get in the end zone and a solid flex play. Oh, if that offense can stay on the field, Mark. Ryan Finley, the quarterback there who, uh, you know, we mentioned it on uh, Tuesday's show with Corb where... He came in, had one of the worst relief games that you'll ever see. Eight passing attempts, only completed three of them and managed two turnovers in that. So so bad. I think he's actually dropped for someone called Allen. So I've never seen him before. Don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully Gio's going to be the only one who's going to get in touches. He might get a few catches. Yeah, look, I wouldn't be expecting much out of Brandon Allen either because uh, his last completion rate uh, when he made three starts, uh, kind of, you know, those those little flash starts, not starts, I should say, fill-in roles last year. Um, I think his completion percentage was uh, in the mid-40% range. That's why they're going to give the rock to Geo. That's it. you gotta you got to downgrade those wide receivers, though. Yeah, 100%. You're not starting T. Higgins, that's for sure. No. Uh, my first guy is, uh, is a guy who uh, started off the season as a fairly reliable player and has kind of drifted now. And he's had three single-digit games in his last five starts. Um, and it's not what you expect from Kareem Hunt. So he's definitely not the player he was earlier in the season. He's not injured or anything like that, but it's got a lot to do with Nick Chubb coming back. But the good news this week is the Browns play the Jags, who allow the six most points to running back. And even better for Hunt, they've allowed 62 receptions to the position this year. So Hunt targets on the year so far. He's had 30. Chubb's had four. So Chubb's missed some time, but, you know, Chubb doesn't really get involved much in the pass catching game. And this is where we could see uh, Hunt have a good week this week. It's now or nothing for Hunt. Jeez, Chubb's just come back on fire and stolen the show, hasn't he? He has. He has. He has, absolutely. But um, I think it'd be a good chance for, for Hunt to, uh, to outscore Chubb this week. Talented RB. They want to run the ball. They've got a great matchup. You know, they're paying in the big bucks. Yeah, I think, like you said, last week for him for sure. Mm-hmm. Who's your next guy, Mark? Mate, talk about someone who was on there last week, almost got cut. They tried to trade him, but Wayne Gullman from the Giants. He's got five touchdowns in four games. He's got a great matchup this this week against the Bengals. He gave up five yards per carry against the run. No Barrow. I'm looking for a positive game script, so the Giants will get to run a lot in the second half. And we've also had 150 yards uh, running in the last three games, so... Everything's looking up. There's no um, Devontae Freeman to steal the ball from him. He's a lead back there. Why not start him in your flex? Your two picks are going against each other, Mark. I know. It'll be interesting to see what happens, hey? Let's let's see which one that you've got a bit more faith in. Yeah. The last guy on the list is Gus Edwards. He's a bit more of a sleeper pick, but uh, you've got to watch that COVID situation with the uh, the Ravens game because J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram both on the COVID list at the moment. It's a bit of a last man standing this week. And he is playing Pittsburgh. Uh, that's a bit of a tougher matchup. But Edwards has uh, has produced before regardless of that. You know, if he gets the high volume, he can. You know, he played Pittsburgh in week eight and, uh, you know, had 16 rushing attempts, 87 yards and a touchdown for 14.7 points. So can do it before. 
This is his chance to show the NFL he could be a lead back. Indeed. All right, Mark, who are you going with? Uh, mate, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Giants. Hot hand, Wayne Goldman. All right. I'm going to bank on Kareem Hunt for a, uh, a bit of a comeback game and to, to hit the double digits. Nice one, mate. So why don't we move on to wide receivers? All right. What happened last week? Mate, it was a okay week. Not one of our best, but uh, we had everyone in the low sevens. And then uh, Jefferson obviously got 16.1. You had Kirk. He got seven. He had a great matchup against Seattle. I had Jacoby Myers, 5.3. We also had Jalen Rager, 7.2. Looking to the week ahead, why don't I uh, kick us off with uh, a Giants player, Sterling Shepard. Uh, we've mentioned they're playing Cincinnati this week, and uh, that's a bit of a running theme in the podcast today. And uh, Shepard's really proven to himself to be one of the more reliable high-volume options at the Giants. You know, he's had at least six receptions per game since returning in week seven. Uh, the Bengals have surrendered the third most touchdowns to wide receivers this season. And in the past four games, four wide receivers have exceeded 100 yards. So that Cincinnati offense, not going to spend huge amounts of time on the field with Ryan Finlay. Um, expect that defense to get a bit tired towards the end of the game. And it's our boy Danny D. No turnovers, two games in a row. What a pick. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down, Mark. Settle down. Mate, we're almost tied for the top of... I think we're equal. We're that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything in the NFC East. But how bad we've been. Mate, uh, I'm going for a man we had last week who sounds like a naughty god, Jalen Rager. So he's averaging eight targets a game and 99 yards in his last two games. He's playing the Seahawks D, who we give up the most air yards in the league. We know how bad their defense is. And, mate... I reckon Philly need to do something to get their playmakers involved. Like, they're just, the offense looked shocking last week. They're going to try and get Rhaegar, try and be creative and get Rhaegar involved for sure. The big question, Mark, is what's happened to Travis Fulgham? He was almost uh, a lock start earlier in the season prior to that bye. And uh, since the bye, he's had uh, his two games, have both put up 1.3 points. And he's had five targets, seven targets, but only one reception both for eight yards in both of those games. Be hard to uh, work out what's going on there. They just look shocking. I've watched the last two games, the Eagles, and they're playing horribly. So I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Wentz is missing him a bit. But I think Rhaegar coming back has just stolen Fulgham's show. Yeah, it's a difficult situation there to uh, to pick in uh, in Philly. And it's not the most attractive receiving core. But uh, look, I think that's uh, it's a solid option for this week, seeing uh, Fulham demise is... Uh, apparently come about in the last two weeks. Yeah, it could be a real big boom. And uh, Joel, who's your next pick? Uh, so I've got uh, Devontae Parker from Miami. He's been a hit or miss this year. Uh, but even with the question marks at QB for the Dolphins, uh, the volume is there. He's the old reliable, you know, 23 targets over the last three weeks. And he takes on the Jets this week, which is really the, the plus matchup for starting him. Uh, they've had a dreadful secondary over the last four weeks, giving up the most points to wide receivers in the league and the second most receiving yards, as well as the second most touchdowns. So it really should be an opportunity for uh, for Parker to have a bit of a boom game. This is where your fantasy, the guys are looking down on you because if you got your team is playing the Bengals and the Jets, you just lock them in. They're guaranteed points, right? That's it. Last one of the uh, receivers, Mark. Mate, I'm going for a bit of a boom player here, and I actually might be starting in this week over Mike Davis is Michael Pittman Jr. 
So he's got 167 yards and a touchdown in the last two weeks. He's also got 30 points, so he's averaging 15 points a game. And the thing is, he's just got rivers. The old man, he can't move much. He just stands in the pocket, comes forward, and he's always going to throw. He's not going to do anything with his legs. So uh, I reckon he's got a good matchup this week against the Titans, who have given up 270 yards in the air each week. And let's not forget, Pittman had 15 points and a touchdown as well against them. So good matchup. Boom player, he's on the rise and uh, could be a good one for good starter this week. Yeah, I hope he gets a, a bit of a repeat performance of his uh, game against Tennessee only two weeks ago. So, who are you going with this week, Mark? Pains me to pick him from his college days of USC because I'm a Ducks fan, but I think I'm going to go with Pittman. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to bank on. Uh, ooh. Say Parker, he's in my team, so I want to want to feel the love. <laughs> All right, let's go with Devontae Parker. Let's give him a crap for the week. <laughs> Quarterbacks, Mark. The biggest surprise, Joel. Everyone laughed. They said, no way. We've never heard this guy is available in 99% of leagues. Joe Flacco put up a solid 15.4 points. Oof, not enough to get you the point for the week, but um, none of our guys would have done that for you. Uh, it was a tough week for uh, for those quarterbacks off the waivers. Alex Smith, 9.34. Joe Flacco, 15.4. Big Ben was the best of the, what we gave you, 17.68. And Stafford, I don't think he's going to make our list again for the rest of the season. That was shocking. That was 7.62. Just the one on Joe Flacco. I actually thought I might have better come back when I saw the quarter time or half time. I think he was 0 for 3, 1 turnover. Did not look good. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But probably the biggest news of the week, Mark, was that uh, Jameis, famous Jameis, didn't get the start at New Orleans, and it was Taysom Hill. It was a surprising start and probably even more a surprising success. You know, will he be as accurate as he was in his first game? You know, that was the knock on him before coming into the game, but, you know, he had a really good completion rate. I, I think to a certain degree, it doesn't really matter. You know, he rushed for two touchdowns, um, gave himself a really solid, you know, 24-and-a-half-point game um, in his first start of the season, first start that I can remember. Um, and he's playing Denver this week, which has allowed two opposing QBs to top 75 rushing yards this season, plus three touchdowns to rushing quarterbacks. Um, probably a good matchup this week for Hill. Great matchup. The only question I got is, do Denver have the blueprint after three years of Tim Tebow? Is this Tim Tebow too? <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's very much that kind of vibe with Taysom Hill, isn't it? But um, look... I think, uh, I mean, Denver's made some improvements, but um, the old quarterback run, that's a little bit of unpredictability that the uh, the New Orleans offense hasn't had this year, right? And hats off to Sean Payton because they paid him the money. They had so much hype on Tyson Hill. Everyone didn't really believe it, and they put their money where their mouth is and uh, played him. Who's your first guy, Mark? Mate, a guy we just talked about before is uh, Old Man Rivers. So Philip Rivers, he's got three games with three touchdowns. Three out of his last five games with three touchdowns. So he's actually in secretly good form. Uh, he had over 300 yards against the Titan two weeks ago with 16 points. I reckon this one will be a bit more of a shootout. I reckon it's a solid option for someone who's looking to get over 20 points. Yeah, that's the uh, the blueprint against Tennessee, isn't it? You just got to throw the ball. Yeah, 100%. So plays well into the script there. Um the next guy we've got for you is uh, Derek Carr at the Raiders. He's been a steadily improving option at quarterback this year. He might actually be buying into what John Gruden is trying to do there, uh, trying to save his job for next year. 
Um, he had a second uh, decent outing against KC last week. Um, obviously, he played twice in the last uh, month or so. He had 22.6. And this week, they face Atlanta. So we know Atlanta's got a poor secondary. Um, so you could expect players, hopefully, like Ruggs, Winthrow, and even Waller to see some decent action this week. How was that game? How was on fire. Every time he touched oh, the yeah. ball, they were getting points. I mean, that's it. And if you don't come out the week after a game like that with some confidence that you can play the game, that you fit in the team and that you can find your players, then uh, then they haven't found the right guy there at the Raiders. Yeah, he finished bad, but he was shredding them up just like, yeah, he was playing well. So we'll see what happens, mate. He was. Uh, last guy for you. It's all about the matchup here is a bit of a boom. It's going to be two or Fitz Magic. So last time they played the Jets, let's not forget, they were 24 points up at halftime. Fitzmagic had three touchdowns. Everyone was saying, the Dolphins, the Dolphins. And then uh, they put Tua in. They've been a bit shaky on offense, but the Jets is a good matchup. And uh, this defense sucks. They let the Pats and Denver put up over 24 points. And their defenses aren't nearly as good as what the Dolphins are. So I reckon whoever plays is a good matchup. Yeah, it was very much a game script thing last week. Um, I mean, they really shouldn't have lost that game. I mean, they've had they had three, four, five. I mean, if you look at the the Dolphins prior to that, they'd actually won five straight games, and I think three of those with Tua as well. Um, I would have just liked to seen him stick it out. Yeah, like I would have just liked to seen him back him in and say, yeah, that's that's fine. And like, you know, sure, like the the game's on the line and the season's probably on the line, but like, you know, that's meant to be your franchise QB, you know? You don't pull uh, Joe Burrow off the ground if he's having a poor game, do you? Everyone forgets Peyton Manning threw like 20 interceptions his first year. They never pulled him. You've just got to keep playing them. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of a head scratcher that one, but like they've got a couple good weeks because they've got Cincinnati after the Jets. So, you know, I would think that Tua will probably start this week and hopefully play out both of these games. I mean, it was meant to be a, a three good weeks for him, but um, it'll be questionable now. Still a good matchup, so like you said, and if they go into windows and the Dolphins are looking good for the finals, that would just be crazy. All right, Mark, who have you got this week? Uh, mate, why don't I double down? I, uh, I said Pittman before, so why don't I double down with Rivers and see if they could be a one-two combo for me. Oof, that's a risky play. I'm feeling man. very shaky on it. That's a very risky <laughs> play. I've done that this season in our picks and it's never worked out for me. You, you lose one, you lose both. Yeah, it's shocking. i got to risk it though, man. I'm, I'm losing, so uh got to go for the wild cards. Um, I'm going to go with Derek Carr this week. I'm going to see uh, you know, him playing Atlanta, have a bit of a shootout hopefully, and I hope that's a high-scoring game. If he doesn't come out and play well, they should throw everything to get a first round, one of those first round QBs, Fields or Lawrence, hey? Indeed. Indeed. All right, to tight ends, our most hated category of the season and uh, reflected in our scores for this week. Um, Jared Cook, care of uh, Taysom Hill, only putting up 1.1 points on the week. Logan Thomas, not much better at 1.0. Hayden Hurst put up a donut on the week. Don't really get that one. Goddard was the only good one we gave you, and he put up 16.2. Um, so it's always been hard to pick this position throughout the season. Um, nothing changes this week, mate. No, nah, it's a horrible, horrible uh, wasteland out there. But I'm just going for guys with targets. So first one is Dalton Schultz. So he's averaging over six targets a game. He's had 21 in the last three games. And he found the end zone last week. So he's got a bit of a connection there. And uh, Dallas looked good on offense last week. So even though this Washington defense is tough, they're giving up the least air yards in the league. 
I just think let's go with the targets and stick with uh, old Dalton. If you don't have a good tight end on your fantasy team, then just be looking at some targets and hopefully they're pretty efficient with it just to get some points on the board. Um, my first guy is Evan Ingram from the Giants. Um, you know, almost putting him on this list in the hope that he's going to play well in my team this week. Um, he's been in the double digits for three out of his last four games. And, you know, Bengals defense generally poor against tight ends. They're allowing the third most targets and the fourth most receiving yards this season out of any team. So you've had more tight ends this year than a prostitute does bookings. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely gone um, up and down for me at tight end. But, I mean, winning record, um, maybe proof you don't need a tight end. Yeah, and we saw in that half year review with the point difference, like yeah. a tight end two was, you know, a WR, you know, 20. Indeed, indeed. Second guy for you, Mark? Going back-to-back games, so Cowboys-Washington. Again, just pure volume thing for me. Logan Thomas, he put up 1.8 last week, but let's go back to the targets. He's playing the horrible Dallas D, and uh, let's see if he puts in some points. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I still feel like Dallas has maybe turned a corner. We'll see this week. Obviously, a little bit biased being my team, but they had two sacks and two fumble receives last week. So uh, let's see if um, if they can kind of back it up. And even if it's a high-scoring game, we'll see how we go. Fingers crossed. Last guy on the list, Austin Hooper from the Browns. Um, he struggled since returning from his appendectomy, um, which is a shame because uh, he was really decent before that. Um, so it would have hurt if you drafted him. But if there's ever a game that he could prove himself as a viable option going forward this season, then it's this one against the Jags. They've allowed eight touchdowns to tight ends this year, including five in their last six games. It's make or break now for Hooper. What did he have in appendectomy? Uh, yeah, got his appendix out. That would be a lot simpler, wouldn't it? They, Indeed, it would. They, uh, <laughs> the media's been saying that for ages. I didn't know what they're talking about. But they, uh, <laughs> no Beckham, this has got to be his chance, right? Yeah, I mean, this has got to be this got to be it. So, um, who do you like this week, mate? Uh, mate, I'm going to go with the guy with the German name is uh, Dalton Schultz. All right, um, I'll see if I can back my man Evan Ingram in. Go Giants. Defenses. Last uh, last segment of the week. Um, we had a good week on defense We're last back. week. We're back. Um, I had Cleveland. We told you to pick up Cleveland. They had 20 points on the week, and that was great. And then, Mark, you had Washington. They were great as well. They put up 12. Uh, the Falcons and the Vikings put up five and four, respectively. But um, some good boom scores there that last week. Cleveland D is stout. Like, they held Houston to nothing. And then again last week, they just, they're, they're not giving up points. I didn't even have Miles Garrett playing in the game. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if that's more of an, an indictment. On the opposition, but um, yeah, they were really solid. Um, but you know, this week got four new teams. What do you reckon? I think uh, I'll kick it off. It's your guys, Mark. It's the Giants. They're playing Cincinnati. Pretty much all you need to say. Finley was horrible. Even if Brandon Allen comes back, like I said earlier, here's the start 46% of his passes he completed in the three spot starts that he made last year. So, look, it was an attractive game. It's probably not going to be an attractive game for, for either one of those quarterbacks. So um, expect the Giants to cash in this week. hundred uh, percent. As a fan, I'm pretty anxious, to be honest, because uh, we've never been the favorite going into a game. But surely, like this, like you just said, how bad the 
two QBs are, the defense has to capitalize. That's it. Who are you going to kick us off with, Mark? A defense we talked a lot about is the New Orleans. So a lot of hype over the the preseason. Probably haven't delivered, but they're playing Denver to give up the second most fantasy points of defenses. Drew Locke's had 11 interceptions this season. And uh, the New Orleans are tough up front. They're going to bring the pressure. They're going to stop the run. We know that. So uh, I reckon it could be a few uh, picks for uh, Locke. Uh, the, yep, uh, that sounds a good one to me. Uh, the next one on the list is Miami. They're playing the Jets. Uh, pretty much also all you have to say. Um, the Jets have allowed a league-high three defensive touchdowns on the season, and the Dolphins have scored two defensive touchdowns in their last four games. So they're on fire, so you could expect a bit of a boom from Miami, and I think that's probably going to make you happy, Mark. Yeah, I picked them up in, uh, in our league, and they've been great for me, and I just keep thinking, when are they going to fire Adam Gase in New York? Like, surely this has got to come, right? Oh, it's got to. I mean, there's not been many teams that have gone through. I think only two teams in history have gone through completely defeated. And take out the, how bad the team is playing. He's giving us no fantasy value. There's absolutely no one you can play on this team. We're going from a 32 league to 31. It's BS. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Last one for you, Mark. Uh, Green Bay. So they play Chicago, who are the eighth, giving up the eighth most fantasy points to defenses. Foles has eight interceptions this season, plus all the fumbles. Uh, he's a bit of a fumble bee, so um, don't need to say anymore. I reckon it's a good streaming option, and I reckon Green Bay are going to absolutely trounce Chicago. Whew, always an interesting, uh, interesting week with the defensive matchups. Who are you? Who do you like this week, Mark? Uh, Mate, I'm going to go with Miami because I'm starting with my team. Why not play them? And uh, obviously the Jets is a good matchup. Indeed. I'm going to go with your boy, the, the Giants, and I uh, hope they have a, a monster game against Cincinnati. So, Joel, uh, Thanksgiving, you're going to go to, obviously, you got the Friday sales as well, but any Friendsgiving things on the weekend? Oh look, I mean, I'm getting uh, getting away to to the beach with some friends, especially uh, one of my American friends from Texas. So um, that's always uh, good value. You know, we like to to celebrate these things, but no big events. Um, only only the dedicated watching of football for our listeners, Mark. That's all we need. That's the best way to celebrate Thanksgiving, mate. What's uh, what games are you looking forward to this week? Uh, so I think selfishly, I'm looking forward to the Washington and Dallas game to see what happens there because uh, it'll have a big impact on the division. Uh, and then I'm also looking forward to the Rams and 49ers. So uh, 49ers get a few people back. Rams have looked really stout. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. What about yourself? Uh, I'm looking forward to the Bills going head to head with the Chargers, seeing uh, you know Josh Allen and Josh Herbert go together, the two Joshes. And also the the Falcons and the Raiders, I think that's going to be a fun game. You know, those um, Raiders games really picked up. They're uh, definitely a bit more entertaining as well. And probably even the Bucks and the Chiefs will be an interesting game with Brady going head-to-head with Pat Mahomes. Um, we'll see where those Bucks are trending for the rest of the season. I was just about to say about that game. Jeez, that was a shocking end for Brady. When he looks bad, he looks bad. Horrible. Um, but his good's pretty good yeah. over the journey. And he's got that... He's got so many weapons. Like if you put anyone else, even if you had famous Jameis, they'd be scoring 30, 40 points a game. Not a doubt in the world. Not a doubt in the world. All right, Mark. Well, look, until next week, thanks for joining me. Thanks, mate. Happy Thanksgiving all. Thanksgiving all.